Good morning, everybody, and welcome to uh, Tuesdays with Terry. My name is Terry. I'm your friend. It's great to be back. It's been a couple of uh, weeks since I've been in the studio, but man, if you're listening to uh, my podcast, it means you want to learn. It means you want to grow. It means you want to get better every day in every way. I'm talking to you live from Austin, Texas, where the sun is hot, the barbecue is sweet, and all of the drinks are free when you hang out with me. So uh, come on down to Austin, and we'd love to have you and show you around a little bit. You know, I've been listening a lot to uh, Chris Voss. If you haven't read the book, uh, Never Split the Difference, it's about an FBI negotiator for hostages, Chris Voss, and he tells a lot about negotiation. But I've tried to take some of those ideas and apply it into sales, and I wanted to try and give you a shorter, kind of a, a little highlight reel of some things that Chris Voss talks about, and then I'm going to apply them to the fitness business in particular. And what I really want to talk about is how do you get a no or get more no's out of a prospect than a yes. And for years and years and years, I've been trying to do sales. I've been doing sales training. I've trained road sales manuals. I've trained salespeople in uh, Brazil and Mexico and uh, uh, Canada and the U.S. And uh, man, I've, I've always taught people how to get to yes. And I talk about about the yes track and the no track and little yeses get big yeses and multiple little yeses get them to bite off and get there to, you know, get their uh, persuasion and convincing, but you get a little yes and then you get a bigger yes and a bigger yes. And anyway, I tell that story and I've told the story about uh, ET and the Reese's Pieces and one, one little clip gets to the next and that's called uh, selling momentum, right? And I'm all about getting to yes. But what I really want to share with you today is some of uh, the comments that I learned from Chris Voss and how many times getting a no can actually open up somebody's mind or a pathway when somebody will really start to make a decision. So let's just talk about that. And most of our inherent knowledge in sales is not about getting no's. It's really about getting yeses. So how do you get into alignment with a prospect and you know, most people only have so many yeses that they can give. And so you have this thing called your circadian rhythm. And what happens is, is you have, uh, uh, you know, low points of that around three o'clock in the morning, in the early, early morning, and then about three o'clock in the afternoon. And so one of the things you want to think about is if, if people really want to tell you no, how can you ask them a no question that they want to tell you, but that opens up a pathway for them to clear their minds, perhaps, of ways of moving forward? And so I'll just give you a really quick example. Sometimes when people want to come and talk to you, uh, they'll say, hey, do you got a minute? Do you have a minute? And most of us, if we're really super busy, we try to be polite and we say, ah, can you come back a little bit? Or I don't have time right now. Uh, so, so maybe that's the wrong way to ask the questions. And most people, by the way, are not good at asking questions. Great sales people are great at asking questions. And so instead of saying, hey, do you have a minute? Another way to propose that question is, is this a bad time and most of the people, when you ask that, they go, they want to tell you no, that they don't have time, but you say, is this a bad time? And they go, no. And really what that means is I got, you got a couple of minutes I can talk with you, right? So that's just one way. Another, another way is you can ask things like, and especially in the fitness business, is it, is it ridiculous to think that you could lose uh, five or, or 10 pounds or even 15 pounds in the next six, eight or 12 weeks? I mean, is it ridiculous to think that? 
And most people would look at that and go, no, I, that's not ridiculous. Most people know that exercise, diet, and nutrition is good for you. So asking them a question like, is it ridiculous that you could lose this weight? Uh, they would say no. And so you get that no out. And what they're really saying is, hey, I can really do this, right? Um, let me ask you this. Are you against looking better and feeling better? And the answer is, why no? Who would be against looking better, man? I'll tell you this, at my age, I'm not I'm not getting any better looking and I'm not getting any taller, Wes. I'll tell you, you know, that's how it works for me, you know? But the, but the point is, who would say, you know, you, you say, are you against looking better and feeling better? And the answer is, no, I'm not against that. What they're really saying is that I'm for looking better and feeling better. Do you have any solutions for me on how to look better or feel better? So I just wanted to bring those pieces up. Many times when people are asking you things from a prospect's perspective, also what you can do is you can try to get them to own their own problem. So when people says the price is too high or people say, I need to check with my spouse or uh, people say, you know, I need to think it over uh, or I need a bet. I need you to throw something in right with your offer is one of the ways to respond to that is instead of just saying, I can't do that, respond by saying, how am I supposed to do that? And what that does is it throws the responsibility of them coming up with the answer on them as opposed to just on you. And so what you're really trying to do is you're trying to be understanding, you're trying to be empathetic, and you want them to be empathetic back with you as a business person or a salesperson as well. Um, one of the things too is that when we're trying to persuade people to do something, as many times as you never, ever want to put them back in a corner, right? You don't want to corner them because people start kicking and scratching and biting. So how do you do that? So give people options, right? People love, as uh, Jeffrey Gittimer says, people love to buy, but they hate to be sold. So don't make it a sales pitch. And that's where I go back to the yeses. Every one of us have gone through the Tom Hopkins. We've gone through the Brian Tracy's, the Zig Ziglar's. We've, we've learned all of that stuff in the past. I have anyway. And so part of it, if you've heard it before, Many times if you hear a salesperson, whether it's car or, you know, whatever it is, retail sales, whatever, and you've heard that saying or that phrase, you know exactly where they're going. And when people want you to say yes, you go, hey, wait a minute, what's the hook? Hey, wait a minute. I think you're going down a path. I've heard that before. And I got into a contract and I couldn't get out of it. Anybody ever do the Bally's 36-month contract? Come on now. I'm testing you if you've been around for a while. Bally's total fitness, 36 months. Could never get out of those things, right? It's crazy. And so a lot of times if we are using the same techniques that we have always used, people have learned that. They've heard that. They've probably gone down a path where perhaps they've made a mistake. And the problem with that is they go, eh, I'm not sure I really want to deal or go down that path again. I'm afraid. I'm nervous. If I say yes, because I'm supposed to say yes, and I really want to say yes to your answer, I know that there's probably something behind that that I may not want to do or want to sign up for. So the best way then is to ask them a question that they can respond no to. Hey, I'm handing out some free passes for Orange Theory Fitness. Did you get yours? No. 
Well, let me get you one, right? So they want to tell you no. When we do outreach and we go out into the, the malls or we go out to the Starbucks or the GNC stores and we hand out passes, people want to tell us no because we were taught as children growing up, stranger danger. Don't take candy from a stranger. And so when you walk up to somebody and they don't know you, they get nervous. And so they want to tell you, no, I don't need it. No, thank you. They're polite. I'm already a member. And so ask them a question that allows them to tell you no once or twice or a couple times. Hey, I've got some free passes, complimentary workout at Orange Theory Fitness. Did you get yours? No. No, thank you. I don't want one. I already have a, I already have a membership at Gold's Gym. I already have a membership at another place. Okay, how about if I give you one for a friend or family member? You know, you can just hand it off to them. Yeah, no problem. So no problem also is another way to respond to some of those people. When they start saying no, you agree with them and say, you know, they're going, no, I don't want it. You go, no problem. Let me get your name. What's your name? And you just kind of skim over that. You agree with them, but skim over that and then start writing their name and their contact. Finally, the last thing I want to say is many times uh, when we have a tendency not to live up to our agreement, uh, you know, meaning us as salespeople, right? We were supposed to follow up and we didn't actually follow up. We were supposed to generate leads and we didn't generate the leads. We were supposed to generate some appointments, make some phone calls, send some text messages, send some emails. And, um, and we didn't do it. If you're a leader and you're trying to get into alignment with a person that works for you, instead of coming in and say, hey, you didn't do this, you didn't do this, you didn't do this, and kind of beating them up a little bit, another way to approach that is, seems like you have a pretty good reason for not doing blank, right? Seems like you have a pretty good reason for not making those calls. I'd love to hear more about it. Seems like you have a pretty good reason for not getting your leads today. Uh, I'd like to know more about what, what that reasoning is. Sounds like you have a pretty good reason for not making any sales today. What uh, What's holding you back? Let that problem or that responsibility be their problem. And don't be the attack or be the person that's trying to have empathy, be the leader that has empathy and trying to understand. Because I promise you, if you've been doing this a while, you probably have some solutions or ideas. If you knew what was holding them back, you could help them to overcome that. Isn't that true? In any case, we have what we call uh, early on questioning, discovery questions. And I've used these for years uh, on a scale of one to 10. How do you rate your current fitness level? When were you in the best shape of your life? What were you doing then that you're not doing now? If nothing gets, if nothing changes, is it going to get better or going to get worse? And it sounds like you're ready for a change. Those are all set up questions, but I would encourage you, if you're listening to this, to try to change that. And I want you to think about how do you ask discovery questions that don't ask a yes question, but ask the no question. Are you against looking better and feeling better? Is it ridiculous to think you could get in here two or three times a week? Is it, uh, is it a ridiculous idea to think you can lose six or 10 pounds in the next uh, six or eight weeks? I mean, uh, I don't know. Is that ridiculous? Are you against looking better and feeling better, right? And so what I would encourage you, whether it's in the discovery process or it's in the pre-closing uh, process, think about those questions that ask a no response. 
And uh, let me ask you a couple of those. Would you be against sharing this podcast with one of your friends or family members? I mean, uh, you know, is it ridiculous to think that maybe you know somebody that could benefit from this particular podcast? Hmm. Interesting. Sometimes no gets you further down the path than yes. My name's Terry. I'm your friend. Hope that helps.